0: The VOD Squad is brought to you with support from our amazing patrons. Join us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central on Twitch.
1: Hello and welcome to another awesome episode of the VOD Squad, the weekly show where we talk about streaming technology and a little bit more. Uh, my name is Matthew Ross and it is uh, June, what is it, 7th? Yes, June 7th, 2021. And this week I am joined by Michael Aston.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: Hey, so a couple weeks ago, is uh, July, did I say June? Ah. Uh, you know that's why we have a chat box so you can you guys can correct me when I'm wrong, which you know happens plenty of times. It's pretty commonplace, quite frankly. It, it, a couple of weeks ago we had an awesome, awesome two uh, two man episode with stored Clyde and Jimmy. And this time you get a two man episode with so Clyde, me, and Michael. That's, I like this. This is a good thing. Maybe we should mix it up like this more often. You don't think it's a good idea? Sounds
0: no. Like, um,
1: no no actually you're right it's a horrible idea i don't oh, think no. it's a good idea at all and uh i i did actually finally um get around to listening to uh the podcast of that missing episode uh it's uh was very interesting because they actually uh, decided that they they've dedicated the show to us you realize it was uh it was the vod squad uh the wrath of matt and the no, well, that was the VOD Squad 2. And the VOD Squad 3, the search for Michael. So <laughs> I, I thought that was nice. And uh, so that means that this would be the voyage to Clyde and the final frontier to Jimmy. I don't know. I, I don't know how that would work. Um, Revenge of the Clyde. That makes more sense. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the, what we would name this but it would be something uh, that probably would be more appropriate to those two and their and their, their likes so I don't know all I gotta say yeah. is this, this week it's you and I and we're gonna make uh, a great episode uh, have you have you had anything uh, interesting happening to you recently before we get started or it's just been one one week full of work for you
0: Oh uh, mostly work yeah
1: me too I got a new um, a new person who works for me. Just real briefly, I wanted to say that I have a new uh, uh, workmate and um, uh, he's been it's been really nice to have uh, an extra pair of hands at work because uh, all those computers computers don't image and erase an image themselves when you need getting them ready for surplus. Mm -hmm. So uh, while he's he's learning how to and doing that process, I'm able to work on other things like figure out how I'm going to completely mess with the networking. And redo my VLANs and funds like things like that because I got a whole new network stack and wireless stack to play with this summer before school starts. And run the
0: critical patch out to all of your Windows machines overnight because
1: they're all off. Nobody's using nightmare. Nobody's nobody's using their computers right now. (laughs) It's summertime. you you guys not
0: have to do uh, print nightmare protections today?
1: I did not, but I run Linux, so. Oh.
0: (laughs) Yo, that's that is the easy way to go.
1: It it's not a problem for me and my school district. No, not the whole district. But uh, they run Windows though, right? Well, yeah, a lot of the teachers run Windows and like that, but they're all not either not here or they're at home, and I have my computer set up to. Automatically, they so I I'm using just the the settings to for all those remote computers, and I believe I by default may, make them wait for critical updates for 24 hours and then download. That gives okay. enough time for a really bad critical update to be caught before it's a problem. And i re- all the other updates I have them wait one week before they da- they download and install. So okay. all the, so, so they'll all install tonight yes well if i think if it wasn't today or the weekend we have to install tonight automatically so that'll be yeah that'll
0: the patch came out last night
1: i actually didn't even pay attention to it what exactly uh was the the problem
0: um they could basically take full control of the computer through the through printer realize right. of prince spooler.
1: how uh, is that
0: spooler exploit <laughs> yeah the um... prince spooler has to get like uh basically not in Windows terminology and Linux terminology root in order to be able to execute. And so Why? It, um, they found a way to uh, get into this basically root permissions with uh, utilizing an exploit on the print spooler.
1: I hope Windows 11 implements uh, service users for just like Linux did, been, uh, like when it was introduced. Yeah. The print unit no. gets well... its own user. And if you can Maybe mess up the print daemon,
0: fix it. I don't know, but um, yeah. So that's um, that's every practically every computer has it. Even a lot of servers have print screwers yeah. on them. So um, yeah, it was pretty pervasive. Ugh,
1: okay.
0: and high high risk vulnerability. So well,
1: now I know what it's I'm good. doing after work today. Is I'm going to remote in and use. The- <laughs> The windows action uh what is it the windows admin center the uh, new web-based windows uh, system it's actually really nice for updating servers it's actually a really convenient way of doing that so yeah, my new favorite way with my small business while way of doing things so well we actually do have stories to talk about so why don't we actually all right let's move, move on to stories we're gonna start with a story here in stadia it was announced was uh was released to the Android TV devices a couple weeks ago and already as of those first 2 weeks it looks like we the Android TV is being marked on the Play Store with officially having 50,000 plus downloads. That's uh, remarkable in the fact that uh, that's a pretty good launch for uh the for the uh for the streaming gaming service. And uh, having that many uh, downloads, people that are basically—you'd have to be a pretty dedicated. I'm an Android user, and I want to use it to stream the Stadia. Kind of, this a pretty narrow path if you look at it. That's a pretty uh, healthy chunk of people using this this on that uh, platform. So, um, this is a good sign for Stadia. Hopefully, they're doing uh, a good job. And if uh, if uh, if there's any indication of the other kinds of. Uh, uh, Stadia apps for different platforms. Just the regular Android Stadia app has gotten over a million downloads. So, uh, we'll yeah. I will, I expect to see this go continue to be going very, very well for Google.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's good to see that it's getting some popularity. It kind of adds a little bit of value and validity to the Android TV, which is picking up a lot of steam. So. Uh, It's good to see a a new service on a a quality solution.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I personally, um, two things. I'm kind of offended that it seems like still the tech, the elite gamer tech press, in particular, every once in a while I've listened to the guys at Gamers Nexus, uh, their their video stuff. Uh, They recently did a streaming comparison between them all, and they still called Stadia basically dead on arrival. And... I, I, it's not that they're not wrong. It's just I don't know how they can be so sure that they're right. If you know what I mean, it feels like they're just bad mouthing it because it's the easy thing. To, it's the easy. It's the whipping boy, quite frankly, uh, which is kind of sad. And second of all, I continue to play with uh, my Stadia on my Chromecast with my uh, Xbox remote controller. Man, it's so good. I mean. <laughs> it's such a great experience with uh uh in my setup i'm very very excited to see what else can come out for it and games that i can play on it i think it is an amazingly well thought out experience it's basically yeah. a, oh it's basically that's... a uh um uh, <laughs> it's basically a really uh, nice uh g- console system that's not physically here it's in the cloud and i love it
0: yeah, and I, I would think that the way you're playing, it's probably not the optimal solution. Streaming to your phone, to your TV.
1: Nope, streaming <laughs> directly to my Google Chromecast with. Okay, you uh, have one of those. Mm-hmm. That's the currently way the way I'm doing it. I also could stream it to my.
0: uh to your uh, phone and then cast to the TV is what I thought you were doing. No,
1: not okay. doing that. I also have the other Android box too. So yeah, but no, that's. Oh, the- yeah. You have the Android. Um, uh, the NVIDIA Shield, an, old, an earlier one. So
0: OK, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, the Stadia is, I, I, don't, I don't understand why people are, are digging on Stadia so bad. Like, I think that it's a pretty good service. Even, even when it first came out, I was pretty happy with it. And it's gotten a lot better from everything I've heard from literally everybody that's actually using it. Um, is it going to give you the kind of performance I get directly on a high-end PC? Probably not quite the same,
1: but it'll but save you two thousand dollars.
0: going to save you a lot of money, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I spent I spent a little north of two grand on on this PC, and so um, and and honestly, you probably pay an extra grand right now with the price of uh, graphics cards. Yep, I bought my graphics card for like three hundred bucks. The um, and I was really annoyed because like a month later they came out with the the whole the new lineup. Well now the one even the one I have is still it's over selling for over a thousand dollars if you can even find it. So
1: hmm.
0: it's um it's pretty crazy.
1: So which one did you end up getting?
0: The thirty seventy super.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: man. Or the two seventy super, whatever.
1: The most recent one is the 3070. The okay. yeah, so the one's the thirty seventy. The twenty seventy would last year's yeah. Edition. So I'm glad you got the 3070. That's a that's a nicer card by a long shot. So yeah. quite jealous with my uh RX 480.
0: <laughs> that's what I replaced. But it that was a good card. Um problem is I had a, a dog of a CPU running it. And so it doesn't matter how good your graphics card is when you got super crappy CPU.
1: I'm uh, sorry man. It also depends on what games you play. Play, It, it runs Doom fine. That's all I gotta say. Uh-huh. It runs Doom just fine. Alright, uh, Sony! Sony PlayStation Video is a feature where you could purchase on the PlayStation's uh, network. You know, if you're a person who used the PlayStation in order to purchase your videos and your movies and your TV shows, uh, you, could, well, you could use that to purchase shows and watch it on your PlayStation. Um, they've announced a while ago that they were going to shut down that service and so they are working on it it looks like that they were going to be doing the shutdown officially in august but uh you've always been able to play it on your phone as well and actually the guys at sony basically said they'll continue to support that for people who have purchased movies on it but uh yeah but uh, won't won't be adding any new features essentially well it looks like that up that that app got updated and now has lost the ability to cast your video from your phone to a tv uh probably mm-hmm. to a chromecast or a similar device so uh, that's really sad especially since it looks like according to this article here that while they've, people have reached out to sony sony really has not made any uh response back to them so this appears to be a dead platform for the future in for real not going to be supported as well as people probably want to
0: yeah i mean that's that's how you really get people to to migrate um, you can, you can say anything, but until you actually start shutting stuff down, people, people aren't going to move, uh, unless they've got a uh, good motivation, you know, the vast majority of people, um, see, see that all the time in, in technology, you know, with what I do at work, that's, that's exactly how our customers handle it as well. Right? Like we can tell them, Hey, this is a really bad idea to keep using. You should migrate off of it. And we're going to shut it down in six months. If we don't, you know, until we actually start shutting it down, they don't move. Um, and then they're like, ah, everything's on fire because we're going to lose this tomorrow. And it's like, yeah, I know. That's why we told you six months ago. Um, yeah, the start, start taking away features. That'll force people to change their habits
1: pretty quick. Yep. Uh, and also since they said that they were going to support it, um, and if they're not, if they're gonna start removing features, it'd be better. I don't know if the the Sony State videos were on the movies anywhere thing where you could move them between different uh, different platforms. If well, so, that would they, be better. Yeah.
0: I don't think they were. So I think that's part of the part of the problem. Right, is that you are full on losing access to the videos that you previously purchased. Um, but. I mean it it shuts down in august like and they announced it quite a while ago so it's not like um it's not like people haven't had plenty of notice and like like i was saying it's like until you start removing features people don't don't jump ship or they might even keep buying stuff on it and it's like yeah you should know better by now um I, i think i think this is kind of an easy way to um kind of soften the blow of just like cutting the cord and mm. just flipping the power switch on on august 31st or whatever and you know you're like hey by the way here's your little bit of a nudge in the right direction like i said i, I think it's probably a, a, a beneficial move
1: okay so you think they're actually doing it on purpose <laughs> i mean it i would all right <laughs> <laughs> huh? Hey, yeah, get them on. Okay, I can see that. I suppose, even though that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> all right. Hey, so the Home Run Derby is a thing that some people love to watch every year. When they, uh, when baseball players go out there and and get pitched to them really easy balls that they can try to smash out of the park. And uh, this year they're going to do the same thing. But also this year, T-Mobile is sponsoring an idea to put uh, cameras on the helmets of the batters so that they are able to see those uh, amazing pitches and those hits and the flying off into the distance r- just as if you were standing right you were right there uh, the one actually hitting the ball and hitting it out into the field uh these mo- these cameras are going to be uh you uh, know able- I- i'm curious how the cameras are going to be stabilized because just imagine how jarring that's going to be <laughs> and second of all they're using t-mobile's uh 5g which um yeah, nothing bad's going to happen
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, they're not streaming it in, in high def. So oh. maybe not, it, it might be high def. It's not 4K. Oh, um, that's it is it is HD, not 4K. So it's not going to take up that much bandwidth. I don't think it'll be an issue. I think, um, I don't know, if you've ever been in a batting cage or, you know, had a, a, a skilled pitcher, uh, Pitching to you, uh, it's pretty quick. There's not right. a lot of a lot of sitting there watching the ball come and picking where you're going to hit. You almost have to have a a, a sixth sense of where the ball is going to end up in order to hit it. So, it even and my suspicion is, in order to improve the likelihood of a of a home run, the balls are still going to be moving pretty quick. They'll Throw it in the in the sweet spot in the box at a at a fairly high speed and. Right. Let you let you rail on it. And I think um, I, I don't think it'll be particularly exciting. Uh, I <laughs> It'll just be like, wow, their ball went really fast. And the guy swung and he hit it really far.
1: Uh, it'll be just as, as exciting as the as the home run usually is. And so, yeah, people love watching people hit hit the ball really far. Obviously, that's really I,
0: I enjoy watching um, people hit home runs in a game when it's hard yeah and not getting pitched too kind of easy and um i've seen a couple of like mini home run derbies pre-game where um at, at some of the games that i've been to they would they would have one of the other pitchers like the backup pitchers go out and throw throw some balls for for the team and do do that like so it is okay interesting to me but I don't know. Baseball, in my opinion, has always been one of those sports that it's it's way better live than it is on TV. It's kind of a boring sport on
1: TV. Um, it, it's, in my opinion, the best background noise sport sport there is. Better <laughs> than golf, in my opinion. You know. Yeah. Because it's you know, golf. You know, you go oh oh oh, oh, yeah. he oh. made it. I mean, that's basically all that. And but it's spaced further apart with baseball you know is it gonna be an exciting is, thing
0: is one of those that is equally bad on tv and in person <laughs> which is it's to say it's in person. awful in both cases i'm sorry it i'm sorry only but enjoyable to play if you are a masochist that's the only good thing for golf is like if you like to torture yourself then go play golf that's that's how i see it um no. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't mind playing <laughs> golf, like with some friends, because it's a social event. Sure. You know, you're walking a lot and you're talking. Sure. But you know, I mean, it's what is what is that saying? Golf is a great way to ruin a good walk. Uh,
1: is uh, I believe Mark Twain said it, golf was a, a good walk ruined. But yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But no. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We we
0: we went far afield from baseball. Anyway. Yeah. No. Left-
1: but really yeah. briefly let me just say getting back to the golf versus baseball thing i can't imagine how horrible it would be if i wanted to be a spectator at a golf tournament versus at a baseball field the vendors are much worse i don't have a good seat i can't see anything because everybody's standing around in the hard the crowd this is a horrible i i can't imagine that that just sounds horrible to me yeah
0: and you get to see like one hole
1: right it, or you follow the guy or around. you follow one guy and then yeah it's, you get your exercise at least i guess no. but okay back to the the, the baseball here it, it, uh of magic says that they'll probably have a cell site uh, specifically for this 5g probably more than one a backup one too uh for this which is why they will have the best t-mobile cell service anybody has ever had <laughs> just saying something uh okay uh so let's move on uh twitch has had the ability for people to uh uh, have uh watch parties, which is the ability for you to uh, turn on a movie and watch with your friends uh, the same show that's on the Amazon Prime content uh, network. Uh, since Amazon owns Twitch, it makes sense that that's what they're doing. It looks like they've made uh um, additional features. Well, now now allow you to use do the exact same thing when you're on your iOS device or your Android device. So mm-hmm. next time you uh, next time there's a movie party, and if Clyde's using this uh watch party feature you can come right in and watch the movie with him it's great i think it's a good idea guys why didn't you do it already
0: yeah i mean it's all the things in all the places sounds good yay
1: <laughs> now i i have to remember with watch parties i think everybody has to have either access to prime Video, so you know the free videos but how does it work if it's a video that, you know, you have to rent or pay for? Does everybody have to do that? I imagine so, which I guess I is fair. I don't know. I that works. works. Hmm. The and, idea of
0: watching a show with other people online seems beyond absurd to me. <laughs> I really like watching a show with people in, in real life.
1: Uh, Amazon, if you can figure out how to do this. I mean, just start with your own content if you want to. Be, uh, while michael is one of those people who does not understand i do understand the idea of watching this with your friends here's what i think you should do with your own content you should make it so the guy who's starting the watch party has to rent the video and everybody else who wants to go on and watch it with them has to e- pay a much lower fee in order to watch that stream with them i mean if you can get it for free great but if you have to then i'll pick cover license fees for multiple people watching you can do that easily with your own and hey you you don't own a copy of this movie that we're renting but you could just get in there for free and make it so you can pay for it with bits or something i don't know just uh, make it so it's easier for other people to watch the show when then you not make everybody pay the rental fee although i'm sure you'd love the money but it's not like you need that i feel
0: like it should be like a typical it should be like okay well if you were doing a watch party at home you'd have like five or six people so you get five people free and pay a buck for every additional five viewers or something but you know like i said whatever
1: yeah all right, Google TV is now offering a uh, a watch list uh, which is a base, basically a a, specific, a specialized celebrity version of the watch lists and uh, starting off with a, uh, with one from Laverne Cox, which I actually don't know anything about her. So apparently she's uh, an actress in the LGBTQ community uh but the it's basically uh a quick recommendation of movies that the celebrity has been interested in why they're interested in it the the nice little discussions behind it uh i watched a little video about the movie she 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 was watching just a little bit of it uh seems like uh, she has a nice set of movies like my goodness sakes she likes the matrix that's fine with me uh so uh yeah it was uh it also comes with an interview, and so you will be able to see um, see what uh, movies that uh, maybe your favorite celebrity is interested in. If your favorite celebrity, I mean, just imagine somebody you'd be really interested in. If they came up and said, "Hey, here's a bunch of movies that I'd be really interested in watching. With you know, these are my favorite movies, would you be interested in that?"
0: Uh, I'd reference you to my last comment on the
1: story.
0: <laughs> I barely want to watch videos with people I know in the same room this the only thing that seems dumber than watching it a, a show and like watching shows with your friends is watching shows because a celebrity recommends them mm. um, I, I I can't I just don't think like even even people that I really kind of like admire from a acting perspective or a music perspective um, I, I don't think there's anybody who I would be like yeah, I think that I am really going to dig that person's uh, perspective. And so I can just I just want to watch the videos that that person chooses.
1: OK, well, let's just I'll give you an example that might fit your what you like. Just let's see if maybe this would work. But I understand your understanding of what. To um, what if it was. Oh, oh <laughs> Hi, Poodle. <laughs> what if he was one of his movie recommendations list? Because obviously he's a celebrity here, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> No, I was gonna say what if it was uh, Adam Savage and he was like going Here's all the movies where I worked on props for and here's the props that I worked on You can watch them as they come by and you see that piece there and the story behind that prop and the whole explanation of making it And that would you I, be interested in that
0: I think something like that where it was actually just a documentary like I'd rather not see the movies and then like Because because you got two options, right? Like you watch movies. You probably don't want to watch mm-hmm. or he talks over the movies and turns it into a pseudo documentary and then you're like, he's ruining the movie and I'm watching something I don't want to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. I, my, my tastes are pretty simple. I will concede. I just like to watch things blow up and like to watch <laughs> and stuff. Michael um, Bay
1: is your favorite. <laughs> so
0: It's not that hard to find a show that I like, but I, I feel like every, every celebrity I can imagine, I feel like they would pick some anytime that the movie review says powerful or riveting or moving or something like that, like, I know I'm not going to like it. Hmm. So unless it's powerful guns Hmm. and moving, explosions and
1: riveting explosions and
0: yeah, those kinds of things, but
1: amazing car chases. Yeah. I
0: I think everybody tries to put in those like feel good shows and I'm just like, yeah, I can do without that. And, And
1: And awesome martial arts.
0: yes Yes. martial arts fights and explosions that's that's what I like (laughs)
1: Uh...
0: when the critics rave about it I know I'll hate it okay fine agreed
1: all right, so what about uh TikTok, you know, TikTok, the platform that's basically tried to make the 60 minute video 60 minute 60 second video uh, a thing. In fact, they've done a really amazing job with their with their ability to make these really short quick fast little videos that really can't grab your attention in a very short amount of time. Maybe it's a dance thing. Maybe it's a quick video about how to do a thing. Maybe it's a funny thing that was happening, but it's really fast and punchy and gets to you. What do you think is going to happen now that they're going to allow people to make three minute videos?
0: Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I had TikTok on my phone for a while, Okay. maybe three months, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a whole year. I, I can't remember. Um, I uninstalled it, probably one of the best things I ever did. (laughs) And I reinstalled it like while I was on vacation because we were talking about TikTok and somebody mentioned the TikTok video. And so I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. I don't think I've uninstalled it, but that thing is a curse. Just stay away from TikTok. That said, I think that three minute videos have potential because there were some content makers that I actually thought were really good and they did some really interesting creative stuff um which is to say not your typical like lip sync dance thing that's Mm. that's awful um or like lip syncing um people's jokes like come on if you come up with your own joke I'm cool with it but don't just like mouth somebody else's jokes that's That is basically what TikTok is. It's mouthing people's music, mouthing people's jokes, and dancing to somebody else's music in the same way that 600 other people, I should say 600,000 other people are doing. Um, That's that's the majority of TikTok. Those select few that are doing something creative and unique, I can see three minutes being useful to them. But the reality is one of the reasons I uninstalled TikTok is that I found myself a couple of different times up at like 2 AM and I just like, I'm like, Holy crap. It's like two or 3 AM. I got to work tomorrow. And what have I been doing for the last four hours flipping through 10 or 20 second videos? I need my, I need my life back. So I was like, okay, I got to uninstall this. It is, it is horrible. And it is, it is a plague on our society. Um, So, yeah, I I can't recommend it. I can't get excited about this. I can say this will be a boon for those that are truly creative and um, truly original. But the vast majority of people on TikTok are neither of those things.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. Uh, I've never downloaded the app TikTok, but I have seen several TikToks. It's because I, every once in a while, read Reddit slash funny, Mm -hmm. which... Has the best of the best stuff float to the top, which is great. Yeah. And also, uh, a YouTube feature showed up called uh, YouTube Shorts, which is basically TikTok. And yeah. I went, oh, interesting. Hey, it's showing videos like TikTok videos. I, th- I bet you some of these are actually copied from TikTok. <laughs> interesting. And then I went away from it. It's like, oh, okay.
0: Because, yeah, I, I would caution anybody from getting caught in this in this quagmire it is it is a really effective way to waste a tremendous amount of time on something that is wholly unredeeming and unmeaningful in any way shape or
1: form okay well what if whoa, whoa hello what if you were and you can see that the animation is poor, so I'm so sorry. I don't know why it's so bad. Uh, if what if you were deciding that you wanted to get yourself that new Google YouTube TVs 4K, would you be willing to do it? Especially if they gave you a free Google Chromecast with the, with the Google TV, would you do it now while supplies last? Comes free if you get us if you go ahead now and uh, order it and get yeah, and uh, they will be offering that as a. Uh, with that $20 month, monthly add on, you think it's worth it?
0: I mean, how long do you have to do it? Do you have to like sign up for a year or something? Because if you did it for like a month, then you could turn a profit. But,
1: um, you I have
0: mean, I gas, you're not going to turn a profit,
1: but you have to uh pay, you have to have paid for at least one month of the $20 extra month, is yours, while supplies last. Okay.
0: Well, that's. That's not bad. Uh, Chromecast costs more than twenty bucks, so that's not bad. But I, I mean, I'll, I'll reference our comment about it last week. It's just <laughs> exorbitantly overpriced in my opinion, at twenty bucks a month for limited four K.
1: Uh, well, yeah, I, I understand On something
0: that's already sixty five bucks a month. It's already expensive.
1: Yeah, that four K costs you ten bucks a month with anybody else. So I understand though; that makes sense. So I'm not going to away. All right. Uh, Facebook is uh adding the Ubisoft games to its gaming experience, and uh, so it is pushing out to make the Ubisoft streamings uh available to it. I actually, I need to. I don't think I made it to this story. So, uh, is this the one where they where Ubisoft is basically making their own little add on to this to the uh to the streaming services, where you can if you pay a little extra, you get access to their uh, platform of stuff, or are there, is somehow Facebook providing it? absolutely for free with the streaming service i'm not certain
0: um yeah that's a good question
1: um the story actually does not make that clear because i believe it's going to be the one where you actually have to pay for the ubisoft add-on and then you uh, get the access to the streaming service so looks like you can now use facebook's uh, streaming service as the uh, the platform for getting your access to the ubisoft games
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of the way I read it, and it seems to me like, you know, that's uh, it's a good deal. Uh, Ubisoft has some great games, and kind of back to the earlier comment, all the things in all the places. Um, Though, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I would choose Facebook to be the place that I would I would want to be getting my additional services from
1: i believe that the only other service you can get it from right now i think is uh is it luna from uh, amazon is also making it available um, um i believe that is yeah. a place you can get the, uh, the ubisoft channel as well
0: yeah i think you're right i think that it mentioned yeah you can get it well no you can get it on stadia as well oh
1: okay and luna nice okay
0: so um i'd probably you know if i was picking i'd probably go luna or stadia uh it'd be a toss-up right now that's in my fair. perspective that's fair. uh facebook would definitely be the last option
1: <laughs> though i know
0: clyde is probably ready to sign up for um for it through facebook
1: oh yeah clyde loves the facebook don't you know he does yeah. he 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 thinks the facebook is the best thing ever and he he, he wants he's he's basically offering to be their mascot and you know be able to tell tell everybody about i this, think how wonderful facebook i'm pretty
0: is. sure he secretly has a, a facebook tattoo on the small
1: of his back you, oh, you think so Ooh, yeah, really it's not zuckerberg's face okay <laughs> I, I could be wrong uh, you know i could totally be wrong i don't know sorry uh right games has uh made a Made a good deal for uh, people out there. They've decided to release an album of music that is available for Twitch gamers that they can play, uh, which is going to be totally royalty-free. The whole point of this album is to help you have a good stream with their games or anybody else's games and play some good music that's going to not get you uh, in any kind of copyright trouble. No copyright strikes with this, which you know. Makes me wonder if right now I could play one of these and have everybody listen to one and if we'd be copyrighted for it just because I don't want to risk it just because of how bad that usually ends up being if that happens. So
0: Yeah, I mean the the problem I feel like like I, I think this is great that that they're making an effort to help to help out streamers. Um, you know, most of your more experienced streamers do pretty good with this because they buy their own stuff but i i can't tell you how many stories i've heard of people buying and paying for rights to music that's you know homemade that somebody put together and then sells the rights to and then them still getting copyright striked for for various reasons um you know you may be able to 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 Protested or whatever, but it's it, it's a pain.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I, I would say that there's no way around copyright strikes in this day and age. Just hopefully you don't get them too egregiously, too often, and you end up losing your channel.
1: As Clyde asks Singe in the chat, "Freeze, cool, but is it good? Don't know. Mm-hmm. We'd have to find out later. I'm not going to play it online to find out, guys. because I don't want us to get a copyright strike." sorry just don't want to do it i'm going to claim the next story as my rant and rave so we're going to skip right over that one and go to uh this new story about a company that called urbanista urbanista soul i've never heard of them before but they are making some new earbuds those are uh uh, that that are designed for low latency gaming there are They're designed so you can plug it into your TV and get the output of the audio from your TV or any other device. And uh, using a little adapter looks like it looks like the carrying case, quite frankly. And then we'll be able to use a very low latency version of uh, of uh, of uh, Bluetooth in order to send that uh, that low latency signal to your uh, to you. Also, it looks like that this. uh, is a uh, it will work with anything else that uh, offers this low latency uh, co- uh qualcomm uh, uh uh codec as well um it's a it's a it's it's a uh at, it's not it's apt aptx bluetooth codec it's something else it's a there's actually a low latency codec that's about there for this kind of stuff and for 50 bucks uh, not a bad idea quite frankly for especially trying to get find a niche in a market like this
0: yeah i mean I don't know. I I haven't heard a lot of people complaining about the latency on your earbuds being a a significant issue. Um, But I'm not an elite gamer and I'm not that serious about it. Um, And I don't use earbuds when I'm gaming. I just turn my speakers up really loud and and go with plugged in speakers. Um, Yeah, cool. I'm sure somebody will like it.
1: Actually, I actually purchased a Bluetooth transmitter and a set of Bluetooth over-the-ear headphones uh, mm-hmm. that were specifically I bought them for low latency. They're from a company called Avantree. I believe I spoke about them a year or two or three ago that we actually got them, and I bought them because it has this low latency uh, codec in them, and it was it cost me probably about hundred bucks for the for both of them, or maybe a little more. I can't remember. Um, but the whole point was I wanted to be able to play games with my headphones on on the TV without having to, you know, bother anybody else if everybody else is trying to fall asleep. And so I also and I and while I don't mind if the quality is a little bit choppy or anything like that, but latency is a killer for me. If if I, I press a button that sounds off, I it, it just it just bothers me a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the standard latency is like 100 to 300 milliseconds, though. It's like a 10th to a third of a second. Like you can't even, most people can't even tell the difference with the latency. Now, again, this is kind of like the 4K video thing, whereas like I'll swear that 4K makes a huge difference and you'll be like, nah, you can't even tell the difference. I I would swear you can't tell the difference in 100 milliseconds versus 40 milliseconds. (laughs) Um, But then somebody will come back and, and swear that I'm, there, it, it it's monumental man it's it, the difference between
1: getting sniped and not oh well, it's not necessarily to be getting sniped or not i that's questionable or not but for playing a game that's like uh guitar hero it's the worst <laughs> i have been like i am right on the beat with this i why why you know i'm playing i'm playing rock band and i am right on the beat with the drums and and I saying I'm missing every single one. I'm like, no, I was right. <laughs> and then I'm trying to program, you know, go in there do the latency thing to get it right. Oh God, it's so, <sighs> so what? I don't know. It's so frustrating. That's how I feel about it.
0: Yeah, All right. I, I'm sure. I'm sure it makes a big difference to you. Though I I have never used them for gaming. I've only used Bluetooth. I've watched movies with Bluetooth headphones. And I can't tell that the latency is significant enough that their mouths look weird, like a dubbed-over movie. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, I could imagine something that would be even more frustrating. That what would be more frustrating is if it was all delayed, your video and your audio, the same amount, but a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you push the button, Mario jumps, but you hear it perfectly. I'm saying, what's wrong here? <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of mario nintendo i don't have experience <laughs> so nintendo has had rumored this brand new switch model that they were going to be coming out and the rumors were had some facts in them because you know nintendo they purchased a lot of these uh, these oled panels from samsung because they were cheap because you know there there was a lot of them for sale and they could pick them up for a dime so uh, there was a big question oh my goodness are they going to be coming out with the switch pro this is going to be the Switch Pro? Is this going to be the Super Switch? That's what everybody really were calling it. Switch Pro or the Super Switch? And obviously, it was like the, the, the mind boggled with the things that it could be. Because this thing could be using a new awesome NVIDIA chip inside. And so it'll be. 1080p on the handheld or maybe even higher and 4k on the big the screen or maybe even higher and maybe be able to have all these cool features and play exclusive games that will just basically make your entire switch library useless and if they and they'll announce it and everybody will be like why did i buy a switch i have to wait to get this new thing and no nintendo very wisely came out with this new spot model of the switch called the switch oled model that's it basically it's got an OLED screen it's a little bit bigger but it's still 720p it still doesn't get you 4k only 1080p when it's docked it's got the same battery takes the same joy-con it takes it, i don't know if it'll fit in this old dock or the new or the or the old switch will fit in the new dock but i bet you there's a compatible i haven't i haven't been able to find that information yet it, it's got oh, oh and two other things it's got a a, a better stand you know gives you all the angles you know, like a uh, like a, a modern uh, um, uh, Surface Microsoft Surface does, or and also it's got better uh, stereo speakers built into it. So you know, it's going to be coming out for fifty dollars more for this m- newer um, system. It's going to be coming out on October eighth. So uh, we just got a couple months before that comes out. And um, yep, uh, other than that, nothing else has changed. It's really if you it, let me put it this way: if you play docked, there's no reason to buy this.
0: Yeah, I mean, two things. First of all, whoever thought that they were going to get 4K on this device was not being rational. I mean, if you look at 4K, playing 4K on a computer, you have to have a pretty darn beefy computer, a pretty high-end graphics card to get playable frame rates in 4K. And so to think that you're going to, Keep something in the form factor of a switch and get quality 4k gaming out of that it's not going to (laughs) happen so i I don't know who thought that there was going to be some time warp or wormhole inside the new nintendo switch that would pull graphics power out of the other dimension but um it wasn't going to happen that said i think this is a great bonus i use the OLED about 50% of the time. And when I say I, I mean me and my kids. Um, So, So you know. Use the screen as well. We would be using the the OLED screen. And I'm sure it will look quite a lot better. So um, (laughs) nobody said quality, just 4K. Yeah, okay, 4K at 20 frames per second, that's what you could have gotten. And and, you know, maybe that's what somebody wants. but yeah, I think that it's a, it's a nice bonus, a nice feature, and fifty bucks seems fairly reasonable. You pay like twelve hundred dollars for your OLED phone, and <laughs> mostly all you're paying for is the OLED screen. Edge, so, uh,
1: well, the the people who were hoping that it was going to be four K were hoping that they were going to move from their current chip in there. I, I, is it the Tegra? I don't think it's the Tegra. I can't remember Maxwell. There's a version of the chip that they that they ended up using in the original Switch, and since then uh, they have made a new edition of that of that same chip that went into the newer versions of the Nvidia Shields, because they're on the same, They use the exact same chip inside the, the Switch and the Shields. Um, and they were hoping that with that newer chip model, if they could get a revision that was going to go into uh, the uh, the new Switch, which didn't happen, that it would also include DLSS. Which is that uh, that uh, that that amazing super sampling style of of um, being able to take something that's lower resolution and very very well upgrading it to a higher resolution with almost no with almost no pe- penalty in in speed and with uh, almost no pe- and only a slight penalty in the video quality, and so there was the hope that that's what they would see and uh, that could have happened. But also, it would have been a 400 dollars switch at that point. I bet you it's what is going to cost you more than the the simple fifty dollars upgrade. Also, mm-hmm. I, the, the the again, it's a tiny display in your hand. Seven twenty p is enough. Come on, I mean, it's it's it is going from six point two inches to seven inches. Yeah. That is a nice little bump. But
0: yeah, I do agree. I think you know, there's there's no real reason to to amp up the. Resolution significantly more. This it looks. I mean, honestly, and, and ultimately, that's the thing. Is the the trick with Nintendo is that, as a general rule, they're not trying to make the game that takes the most horsepower and graphics computation. They're making games that are artful and beautiful without having to be, you know, six ter, sixteen six million. Uh, tessellations on screen at a time, six billion, whatever it is. Um, just make it look beautiful through the art of the imagery rather than um, high graphics power. You know, Breath of the Wild is a great example of that. It, it was a beautiful game and it was not terribly graphically demanding. And it can be done.
1: Hey, it, it, it works great on the Wii U so yeah absolutely it was 60k on the switch and another 60k 60 frames per seconds on the switch usually and 30 frames per second on the on the wii U. but yeah it was fine so yeah <laughs> uh so this next story i put on here because i knew clyde would love to talk about it but uh he's uh joining us only in chat this week which is fine if he wants to make a comment about it he can audacity <laughs> is a very nice free open source piece of software which uh Allows you to uh, make uh, you know a, a pretty high quality edits and configuration of the audio files. That's what it's for. It's a really nice uh, piece of uh, software for this. Uh, they, it was recently sold to a company. They call themselves the Muse Group, and uh, one of the things that the Muse Group did is that they cha- changed uh, the licensing terms for it just slightly that allowed them to gather information about their users. Uh, being an open source piece of software you probably might be aware that the open source community is pretty big on not sharing any information about uh, who they are and what they do they are very much privacy uh, basically one of the reasons why they do their things is that way is because they don't want to depend on anybody else for anything they do they want to be completely private and self-sustaining on everything and so there was a little bit of a reaction to this change in the licensing uh, to put it lightly. And um, good news, Muse says that they will, uh, they will no longer be uh, selling the data they collect.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so to be clear, I, I, I disagree with the specifics of what you said. I think the open source community has no problem with the company collecting data from their users so long as two things happen first it should be telemetry like data and second it should be explicitly opt-in which is to say they don't take a thing from you unless you specifically say they can um you know uh microsoft's visual studio code or vs code uh is open source and that's the way they do it right like when you install it it says here's what you have to do if you're willing to give us um you're willing to give us telemetry data could click on this and it'll take you to the file so you can set the setting to turn that on mm-hmm. um extremely broadly adopted lots of developers are using it and nobody complains about that because it's opt-in and right. they don't take anything without you giving them permission to do it um so th- this was done the opposite right it was a uh, it was an opt-out type policy it wasn't clearly just uh explain to you in the per in the process you had to read through their extensive privacy policy um which was a change over the privacy policy that they had before um you know i mean i don't i don't think that what they did outside of the open source world would have raised a bunch of eyebrows But you're right. In the open source community, that's a big no no. They really violated the trust of their users. Um, They just didn't understand the community when they made those changes. And they've been backpedaling ever since. I personally never liked Audacity as free. So that's a big bonus. But I feel like it's a pain to do anything in it. Like it's got, you got to jump through so many loops to accomplish it
1: true audacity is actually really technically a great piece of software and yeah of course as usual with uh with many and many not all but many open source pieces of software uh, user interface user experience uh, is lacking because that's not easy to do necessarily unless you're trying to keep it really simple um,
0: it costs money to do good design because you've got to do user groups and and user research and stuff like that it takes time and costs money so
1: right uh but also i put kind of put all of uh open source people in one box uh, i'm sorry i don't mean to do that some people are you know perfectly fine with keeping themselves uh sharing data i know that uh, many different distros use what's called the popcorn it's basically an, a popularity contest for how many apps are on your system it basically tells the the develop the, the the distro here's the apps that we installed from your from your list so you can have a nice number of oh looks like this app is popular basically um and right away it, uh, many of the different will ask you if you wish to enroll in it or not and it's part of the installation and so i'm sure there's lots of people who do that also a lot of open source people like uh advertisement as a way for paying for otherwise free items on the internet so yeah absolutely there's lots of people who like different ways of using the software for many different reasons so but as i usually say um open source software is the raises the bar of a minimum product to a certain level where if you're not as good as this, you should be using this anyways. It's available for everybody to look at. And what's great about it is usually you can take that project and from there grow with it or learn from it. And just use the you know anything you need out of it uh, within the license ab- ability of the license that you can do whatever you want with it. So uh, if you are someone out there and you're going to make your own sound editing software, um, you could make it super simple and make it so it has good ui and maybe that's why you use it instead of audacity that's great but if you're looking for something that you can do everything that audacity can do you need to be about as equal in audacity and its features or better or otherwise you're probably putting too much work in for not enough of a product comparison but now that it has changed hands and we might see things like this change like it's licensings and things like that Of course, the open source community will do what they do best, which is take a version that came before those licensing changes and (laughs) fork it and make it themselves. Long live the open source community. Right. All right. Sony.
0: A lesson for, for businesses that are looking at buying open source software with the intention of finding a way to monetize it. Be careful because your users are also the people that are Helping you build the software, yep. so
1: you,
0: see, you can't get around it.
1: Um, see IBM's uh, uh, purchase of Red Hat and the uh, then changing to the uh, to the distribution, which is based off of Red Hat called CentOS, and the up the fervor that happened when they decided to basically abandon how CentOS was done before. Mm-hmm. It, it is now a gigantic deal in the open source community. So. Yeah, we learn from people's mistakes is always a good thing. All right, here is an interesting product. Sony has a new set of neck speakers. And you might be thinking to yourself, neck speakers? Well, anyways, uh, they've got, I don't care much about this product in particular, but I did want to talk for a moment about this idea of a network of a Bluetooth-capable speaker system that you hang around and kind of sits here on your body for your listening and and, uh, pleasure. Uh, I wanted to know whether or not you thought it was a good idea. This is the kind of thing. Hey, this is a good thing. Or if this is the kind of thing that was like, what, what the heck?
0: Um, you know, I, I think this is similar in some respects to the headphones that are built into like the Oculus Rift and most of the other um, headsets. So they, they just got the little slits and open air. really close to your ear so people that are around you they can hear it but it's going to be really quiet because it's it's very directional the vast majority of the sound just just pipes straight into your ear and and is pretty pretty good audio for you the wearer really dim but noticeable around you um i it it kind of reminds me i had a friend that i worked with who had some really high-end grado open air earphones and um he listened to really absolutely awful music (laughs) and everybody knew that because (laughs) um because those open air headphones might as well have been speakers oh Uh, no I mean they weren't they weren't that loud because again it's designed to focus it in on you but it it does not keep the sound in like a like a closed ear or an earbud does and um yeah so so you people definitely know what you're listening to and and you know when you turn on britney spears and act like you're rocking out it doesn't work people know
1: okay so i actually want some of these i've always wanted this kind of thing because if i have earbuds in i block too much of the world out and it's too hard for me to pay attention to something else that's going on i don't want to have a like a bluetooth speaker sitting there blaring what i want to hear because i'm walking around the room and i don't want it too loud when i'm too close to it but at the same time when i'm far away i want it to be loud enough i can hear it that so and also i don't want it to be too loud because if there's somebody else who's not interested in listening to my thing i don't want to do that i don't need it to be loud and somebody's walking around with you know the speakers on your shoulders that are blaring loud enough to really bother people i get it that sounds horrible Especially if it's bad music. If it's my own bad music and it's turned down enough just for me and it's getting close to talk to somebody, if I have a way to pause it and I can talk to them. Also, when I need to grab a phone and I need to stink and pull the thing out of my ear to do it, that sucks. So, because, you know, then you going to, it's just not a good solution. I like the idea, is what I'm saying. And I want this to work and I want this to be a good idea, but uh, I don't know if it is because exactly that reason. Um
0: oh. i I suspect they work very well um like i said the the oculus rift uses this kind of technology it sounds really good okay uh very happy with it sony sony tends to make pretty decent audio equipment
1: their headphones are awesome they really are so i
0: I would i would expect it's going to be pretty good it's going to sound nice i um i i think you know it's got an audience and and you apparently are that audience for me i want I want big over-the-ear, really comfy, Chaos. open-air headphones, and just blast that music as loud loud enough that people in the next room can hear it.
1: Um,
0: <sighs> but that's that's me. Metal metal is for everyone, and it's meant to be loud. <laughs>
1: Uh, that's yeah, okay. Uh, I, you know, uh, the, 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 over here at, I like the actually over the ear ones for covering, you know, for when I want that in, in immersive experience, but oftentimes they get too sweaty for me. I don't know. They got too hot. And I like, my ears are hot. I don't want to wear these anymore. Oh, well, yeah. I can't, can't win. Can I? It's just not possible. Can't win at all. Oh, well, Hey, if, uh, you are in a national emergency and you need to have access to your phone network because, The phone lines are down, and you're unable to, you know, make a call when you need to. When it's quite frankly an emergency that you need a hero to come and save the day, Verizon is there for you. They have introduced the oh what is it it is pronu- it is pronounced the tactical Humani- <laughs> humanitarian operations response vehicle or thor vehicle <laughs> which is a modified ford x uh, f650 which is a gigantic truck uh so it will be able to drive into a town get an uplink either through satellite or nearby tower to a 5g network and able to be its own 5g tower as a first responder solution for providing your cellular Wi-Fi, probably not Wi-Fi, cellular and 5G accesses uh, wherever you might need it. So, yeah, <laughs> this is a I, cool idea. I don't
0: think I've ever seen anything bigger than an f So,
1: I've seen a 450. Uh,
0: it sounds beyond absurd because those are stupid big. Um, <laughs> There's really no need for a truck bigger than an F-150. Um yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. you know, it's this, this is probably like an actual legitimate excuse for a truck like this. Um being able to provide cellular service in in areas of disaster is actually a great idea. Okay. That's that's one of the big challenges you get in in areas of natural disaster like uh, hurricanes and stuff like that is that the cellular systems get pretty quickly overrun um, because you lose towers and then you, know, you add the strain of everybody trying to call for help or call their families and stuff like that on top of the um, reduced infrastructure because of damaged cell towers and stuff like that. Or cell towers that aren't getting power.
1: So, yeah. That's cool. I, I like it. I understand, you know, that the poodle punches out because the internet is more important than water and food. Sometimes <laughs> getting the information out to the people who need it is pretty important, but I understand that point of view too, very much. So, I mean,
0: we, we my kids were at first bored in when we had our great snowpocalypse of 2021 here in. Um,
1: they weren't asking you can I have some water they weren't asking you can I have some food they were asking where's my internet right
0: yeah they're like why is the internet down I don't understand we're like well the power's out (laughs) yeah but the (laughs) internet on my phone it should be fine I'm like well the cell towers use electricity too Um, and you know so something like this comes in and, and gets those up and gets some communication up and running It it was a big deal for a lot of people that were uh, more restricted. So if you're an elderly person and you suddenly don't have any way to communicate with your family and you're not physically able to go out and walk a a mile or drive in in the bad snow, it, it can be a pretty significant issue. So I think that it is it is definitely important, obviously food and water and things like that and medical care sit above that mm-hmm. but a lot of times that phone call is the difference between you getting the medical care and somebody knowing you need medical care so it, it is it is a, good, a big deal and it's it's a worthwhile effort um, good publicity move for Verizon I think
1: indeed uh okay uh universal films that started in 2022 are going to be stopping being uh first introduced from after they make it to the theaters to going to hbo which apparently is where they've been all going i didn't know hbo had some kind of contract with them for that but good on them uh they are now going to start going instead of going to hbo they're going to be taking those videos and movies uh straight to Com- uh, peacock instead uh that's right the uh, st- online streaming service is owned by universal by comcast as well both universal and comcast are owned by uh, universal and peacock are owned by comcast so this makes a pretty uh pretty you know expected transition to making the all their own movies make it over to their exclusive own pl- platform which expands the number of platforms you need to pay for in order to watch the newest movies that come out which is very annoying. So, um, hopefully, you could still rent it if you want to. But otherwise, it is uh, uh, good for Peacock, if you ask me. Good for them. They need this the content.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Indeed.
1: And last but not least, we have a story about uh, uh by Ubisoft. They have working on a new version of uh, of Assassin's Creed, but this one's uh, an online version which they're currently dubbing Assassin's Creed Infinity, which will allow you to play an online persistent kind of world, kind of like Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, What you will be able to go in there and play a whole bunch of Assassin's Creed versions of the game. Now, remind me, since I've only played like a little bit of Assassin's Creed Black Flag, I believe is what I played... The game is you're an assassin through history. This this Brotherhood of Assassins have been killing things and making the you know making the world go in a certain direction. Blah, blah blah blah, but at also the same time, there's a meta game where you come out of the of the Assassin's Creed game and you're a person walking around at a place that's making the game that you're in. You're like yeah, getting into all, it, right?
0: Well, sort of. So all of the games that I've played, which I think are two of the assassin's creed titles your your character is
1: it's a real character uh, in history quote unquote
0: well no your actual character you actually are a person in the present day that is um an ancestor of the character that you play in history and you're the only person that can actually connect to that ancestor or you are a limited number of people because it's only able to take you back through experiences of your ancestors through your own bloodline, and so the the character that you play in present day. So, like if it was me, I would be able to go back and play as like my great grandfather or whatever. Um, and so that's that's what you're experiencing. I I don't know how that ties into this, it, but I'm sure that it'll have a lot of great combat. That's what really what it boils down to is is good combat with some really interesting ways of solving solving problems that you have to have to get through um letting you kind of have control over how you want to do it do you want to be really stealthy and sneak through and get no kills and just uh, knock everybody out or do you want to like assassinate everybody in the town just so there's no witnesses you know you can often make those decisions
1: yourself um so yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah. So this sounds like an interesting. Uh, uh, I mean, I could see them taking that and just going a step further and saying, and now you are your, the person who's interfacing with your own ancestor, and you make your own avatar. Which oh, this is obviously a great, 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 great grandfather on my on my mother's side that you know that it was connected to whatever. And you're fighting in some whatever ancient period of time that they provide to you, which apparently, according to the story we'll have multiple settings for you to play in. So um, so I, I I wonder how, uh, th- th- it sounds like they actually have a way that this could work. I don't know how they can make it. So I, I'm curious how this will be, um, with the multiple timelines, how you would do switch between them you know, and make that make sense. But I'm sure they'll figure it out. And it's not like they can't just make up a MacGuffin for that. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I could see many ways they could, go about trying this the the trick for me and the reason I've just basically sworn off um, multiplayer MMORPGs is because there's it is not impossible but up to this point no one has done it in such a way that you actually feel like what you do matters right like there's been a couple of games out there that have made attempts at this but have either failed or um just in general we're not a good enough game that it was able to survive um but really you know mmos you feel like it doesn't really matter what you do because literally everybody else has the same mission the <laughs> same quest and you know you go out and you kill 600 million wolves and they still are like we're being overrun by wolves go kill some wolves for us and it's like I just did this like 60 times. How could there still be wolves anywhere in the world?
1: Oh, uh, man. Did you ever play any end game for World of Warcraft? Did you ever do the raids at the end?
0: Um I got to some end game before they switched it up, like when it was still level 60,
1: hmm,
0: okay. uh, like original right. uh, sequence. Uh, and, you know, I get it. But, but again, you know, you go and you kill the same boss. Like, time and time again just like that's that is not interesting to me i want to i want to see a story unfold i want to be engaged in the story i want i want to impact the world um you know uh knights of the old republic is more more my line oh okay
1: i i have not played any experience any of that kind of a group or end game of that game so i'd have to look into well no i mean
0: like the original kotor
1: oh yeah
0: just single player game gotcha
1: okay.
0: <laughs> like that's what i end up going to a single player or co-op like two person three person co-op because that's anything more than that and you no longer have a story
1: well i could argue against that but the real fun of the of uh of, for example wow's end game is that yes it's not you are fighting the same boss and the main monsters at the same time again and again but it's basically stop thinking of it like you're fighting a boss and it's more like you're solving a puzzle. But it's not a puzzle that you can do by yourself. It's a puzzle you have to do with other people. Everybody has to play their part. And there's things you can do that like make it harder for you, so you don't do very well, and things you can do better. And after you're good at solving the puzzle, which is great, you can now, the game makes it available for you to do basically the puzzle, but a harder version of it, and maybe add new rules and things like that. And they can just, they keep amping it up and amping it up and amping it up until it's nearly impossible, mathematically. <laughs> so uh, yeah it, it's it can be fun if that's the kind of thing you like to do. I like with a group of friends figuring out how to solve the puzzle in order to defeat the boss. That's fun right. for me, so I totally get it, so. Uh but uh that's the stories for this week. So uh this is uh that this is the part of the uh of the show where we say thank you very much to our patrons, you know, those poor poor people who are out there and realizing that guess what it, it this is this is the best thing on the internet ever absolutely <laughs> there's nothing better than this on the internet by a long shot and those I,
0: unfortunate people that think
1: that, that yeah they're, they're, it's it's only unfortunate because you know there are all, all the people who disagree with them obviously since they <laughs> disagree with them that they they're going to have arguments no it's not the best thing ever no they, they know it's the best and it's unfortunate that they have to carry that burden that they're knowing that they are they're helping us out and as we know we are the best thing ever on the internet bar none without any other doubt in my line. absolutely there's no way that there could be anything better on the internet i don't get it i mean have you seen the internet it's full of junk i can't believe it anyways i do want to say thank you to the patrons and uh we really really appreciate it um I was wondering if uh if you would if you haven't been if you are someone who are is interested in being a patron, you can go get meet with us at patreon.com slash the vod squad. And uh we're only asking for a dollar. It's as low as we can go. We would go lower if we could, but we can't. And uh but for those of you who are being uh, helping us every month and every week, thank you very much. We appreciate it a lot. Thank you. And with that, let's move on to our rants and our raves. Alright, what do you got for me, Michael?
0: Um, well, I started watching yesterday the new campaign from Critical Role called Xandria Unlimited. And it is really good. If you are familiar with Critical Role at all, it's a a and d game played by a bunch of voice actors that um, get really into their characters and um, some great hijinks ensue and it's often rather well voiced and, and acted as you might expect from a group of voice actors. So it's, um, it's really pretty great. Um, if you are familiar with Critical Role, you will know who Matt Mercer is. He's the a game master or the dungeon master normally, Um, but not this time. He switched roles. He's not behind the dungeon master screen anymore. He's at the table as a player. Um, I don't know why I said that with one voice running out of breath.
1: Um, (laughs) It's (laughs) breathtaking.
0: breathtaking. It is, yeah. Um, So yeah, you get to see him playing as a a character, um, a dwarven sorcerer that's uh, a bit of a a, a wild card and a, and a crazy one, and it's pretty exciting and interesting so far. I've only watched the first one and a half episodes. Episode two came out last week, episode three comes out tomorrow, so it's not too late to get started, even though the episodes are about four hours long. It, so I've never watched a whole season of Critical Role because once you get behind, it's really hard to catch up on a four-hour episode or a few <laughs> four-hour episodes. So, like, I like last campaign, campaign two. I started about ten episodes behind, and I got about seven episodes in, and like before the season was almost over. And then I was like, ah, I'm never going to catch up. It, it's just not going to happen. So, um, now is a good time to jump in. You can get caught up in in a little over a week and and keep keep on top of it so it's pretty pretty interesting and enjoyable it's it's a great a great way to spend a, a few hours a week uh
1: so just curious uh how it, so i i've actually i've heard of critical role i have been interested in it. i'm always a fan of uh, of role playing uh i i have i've not played enough role playing recently i've been itching for it of course but um i, I is it on a a certain platform if you need to watch or is it on youtube or how do i watch it if you want to watch streams It streams
0: on twitch live okay. on thursday nights and then um and then they they put it on youtube okay so like, it's
1: not like, it's not like somebody somebody's bought up the guy's a critical role and put it on you know their 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 programs their their different yep. streaming service okay i you thought can, that was what happened
0: they'll watch it free you they give you about ten minutes of ads halfway through when I take a, a break and you get a couple minutes at the end and the beginning. And they're topically relevant ads. Right. So, you know, they're they're advertising like the deck of many things, which is a and D thing, which I have.
1: Do they have so, at least one fake ad for a fake product? What? Do they have at least one fake ad for a fake product?
0: Um, they have in the past. Okay i don't think that they i haven't seen one or noticed one yet <laughs> but i am pretty sure i remember them doing some Sorry. fake ads for yeah. stuff that they had in the, you know
1: they, they need to have uh um rusgars the rusgars the the woven wizards beard oil somewhere in there so right. <laughs> that's what i think that's, that's what i think they need to have that kind of stuff i i love having that kind of of self you know deprecating mm-hmm we're nerds, we know we're, we're gonna make a fake ad just because it's funny kind of thing. So I love that, so. Yep.
0: It's, it's good, there's a, pretty pretty much a new cast this time around. You got Matt Mercer and um, Liam O'Brien, the only two that are, that at least that I've seen, oh, actually that's not true. Ashley Johnson is also uh, kind of a, a long time player. Um, all of them have been in things that you probably know but probably don't realize it because they, you don't see them. They're just voices. Um, Ashley Johnson was actually on, uh, the blank, something blank. Uh, I don't know the show where the lady had all the tattoos and had no memory. Um, hmm. blind spot. Bin, maybe? Blind spot.
1: Yes. That would be that one. Yeah.
0: He um, was, she was like the science person huh. in that. And okay. so, Um, she's, she's also done like normal acting roles in, in addition to voice acting, but anyways, uh, like I said, most of them, you actually will have heard their voices in things that you've played video games or shows that you've watched or whatever.
1: Nice. All right. Well, I uh, well, almost made this a story, but I decided to steal it for my uh, my pick of the week because uh, my rants and raves. I really didn't know what I know I was going to rant and rave about. I'm boring this week. It didn't do anything excited, but I did hear about this cool new thing that's coming out that's made me very excited. Star Wars Visions is a new anthology that's coming out, uh, which is uh, basically the uh, Star Wars reaching out to a bunch of anime. Uh, 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 designers people who make uh, anime and said hey if you could make a single episode of a thing in the star wars universe what would you do and they apparently made a a, a, a whole bunch of different animators uh, gave them the option to do whatever they wanted then i'm guessing they actually went out and made a lot more people with their with their with their uh gave came out with a bunch of ideas but it looks like what they pulled back was a small collection i don't know how many there are Uh, i'm guessing more than six or something like that but a good number of small one shorts these shorts of uh of 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 an anime inspired anime that's inspired and in the world of star wars so yeah star wars originally borrowed heavily from uh, from uh, from a Japanese uh, uh, and a, uh, kind of uh uh culture and uh and themes and vi- and and uh, some even some visual cu- visual cues so uh you know the the samurai is a very much a very a very uh, Star wars Jedi thing that they borrowed from so this is gonna fit in very nicely with that uh there's going to be a stories about um uh, Padawan and his master bumping into a uh, some a Sith lord. Uh, stories about uh, a a uh, <laughs> uh, a rock opera <laughs> of some kind. Uh, looks like there's going to be uh, one about a little droid. I mean, they're and they're getting a lot of uh, uh, pull from um, from the, basically a lot of of uh, uh, ideas from a good, good old fashioned Astro Boy in there. So. Uh, this is gonna be something really cool if you ask me. This is exactly there. I saw a somebody made a a a basically like a a, a trailer that's for Star Wars, and then they did it in an anime style of of the intro of to Star Wars, and and that looks so cool just for that little piece of the, of art there alone. That this looks like something I'd be really interested in. It's gonna come to Disney Plus. It will be there on September twenty second, and I will be. Uh, enjoying it very much when it comes out. Um, I also was a huge fan of the animatrix when it came out, so it's, uh, I I love expanding universes and letting other people take things in their own directions and uh, not be and, and and you know make let somebody p- filter through all the options and find the good stuff and make an anthology for out of it. I'm super stoked for this one in particular. So yes,
0: yeah, I think this will be really interesting. Um, as somebody that enjoys both star wars and anime i don't see um
1: this could be great i think it could be good
0: i I was gonna say i don't see how it could go wrong but i don't (laughs) actually agree with that at all like it could go very wrong oh
1: absolutely Um, i could see how it could go wrong but hopefully it doesn't
0: (laughs) yeah i I think i think that there's a good intersection there that can be found um and could be when, a when you get the
1: chance, they've got the, a little introduction video talking about it and shows a bit about, uh, you know, some of the artists and why they chose what they did and what they wanted to do. And a little bit of, of uh, little hints about what, the, what you'll be able to see in the in the in the animes when they come out. And I saw some of that and I was like, yep, this this I'll, I'll be all for this. This looks great. I will totally enjoy this when this comes out.
0: Yep, looks looks like it could be good. I'll definitely give it a watch. All right. Also, um, side note, holy crap. I didn't ever notice that bad weave, but that's why she always looked so familiar, even from the first time I saw her. Um, Ashley Johnson was also in Growing Bains. Huh? okay. And I, like, I remember seeing her the first time and thinking, she looks oddly familiar, and I could never place it, and now I totally do see it. Thank you
1: nice hey uh last thing is we want to say uh thank you for watching with us uh, i want to know let you know that you can always catch us here on every wednesday at 7 p.m pacific at twitch.tv slash the vod squad that's where you can come in and watch us live we have a bit of a pre-show we have a bit of a post-show afterwards so you can have fun with that too uh, you' got to be in the chat room and let us know when i say something wrong and point it out right live and let me help me help me correct it i appreciate that you have no idea uh you can also of course go to our patreon the patreon.com the VOD Squad, and help us that in that way if you like if you want to see us after the fact you can catch us on the podcast that's right the audio podcast is out there it comes out and you will be able to find it on practically every platform out there just search for the vod Squad. And we all are also able to find. You are also able to find us on YouTube if you search for the VOD Squad. If you do find us on YouTube, please take a moment and subscribe. <laughs> we don't care if you do anything else, but if you subscribe, we'd really appreciate it. It helps us a lot. And other uh, than that, thanks for having on uh, having. Thanks, thanks for being with me, Michael. It's been wonderful to have a nice, uh, a nice VOD Squad with you.
0: Yeah, it's been a good episode. Thank you.
1: Right. And with that, I think that's the end of the show. We will see you next time.
0: Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this (laughs) program.